0: I'm with a good speaking pal of mine, Andy Lopata. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Peter. So, as with all these interviews that I'm doing, this is about your journey in the PSA. So, first of all, before we do that, it'd be an idea if you told people what you do. So, what do you do these days?
1: Um, I I speak, I I write, and I train on business networking strategy. Uh, So, most of my works with large organisations and big conferences Uh, Looking at why networking is so important for individuals, why networking is so important for companies, and how to implement a strategy uh, that means you get the ultimate results, whether it's for career development, finding a job, or getting referrals.
0: Okay, that's fine. So, how did you get involved with the PSA? It's
1: your fault. Complete, it's my completely fault. your fault. Um, in, in a previous life, uh, and, and I joined the PSA back in 2003, um, I was at the time managing director of an organisation called Business Referral Exchange, uh, a UK wide uh, networking organisation. And one of our uh, area partners, someone who ran a couple of groups in Croydon for us, put on an event uh, for which she invited an external speaker called Peter Roper. Um, and she said to me you really should come to this event and you should meet this guy peter he's a really good guy and he's um, a regional president of something called the professional speakers association Uh, and i think it might be of interest to you so i came down to croydon hilton you and i sat down we had a chat you told me about the psa i saw you speak despite that i was still interested (laughs) <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no, you were very good. And I came up to Midlands PSA, and I went to London PSA, and and the rest, as they say, is uh, what happened afterwards.
0: Yeah, amazing, isn't it? Uh, these set of coincidences, really. I, I suppose I remember that the evening well. <clears throat> that was Jackie that we. Were That's talking right, to. Jackie Barry, who. Yeah, uh, uh, and uh, at that time you know, I was doing a lot of speaking at groups like that, and I know I remember you saying to me. is is the PSA something that will be good for me and for my business? Because you weren't thinking of yourself as a speaker at that point, were
1: you? No, I'd given a few talks. I mean, in my role, I was invited to give talks. um, And I remember one not long before that uh, at Surrey University, which was absolutely terrible, if I think about it now. It may not have been, but certainly, uh, compared to what I learned at the PSA, it really was poor. Um, But, you know, that, that... I had a job. My job was MD of, of, a, of an organisation which required me to speak. Uh, I'd always enjoyed speaking anyway, you know, I was in the debating team at university, but i would never considered doing what I do now, but that came later.
0: So if we carry the journey on, what happened once you came to the talks at, at uh, different uh, Group meetings, etc., you suddenly became involved, basically. Yeah, I you? think
1: I dived in head first, which is my normal uh, approach. I, I I came up to the Midlands chapter. You know, I'm based in Hertfordshire, but, um, you know, I think as you invited me, there was a certain interest and loyalty to you there, and I thought it was fantastic, and I, I met some great people there. Uh, I'm in the Midlands chapter, I haven't been for a while, but there's always been some phenomenal people. Uh, around it and I still have a lot of strong friendships from people I would have met at that first meeting uh, and I went to the London chapter where I immediately got into my first mastermind group um, Tracy Place who's unfortunately no longer with the PSA but many people will know and remember very fondly um, was also new but she'd heard about this masterminding concept and was running around setting up a mastermind group there and then um, so I got involved straight away um and, uh, I, I was invited to the East of England chapter as well. Uh, and that's a very, very interesting experience because the Midlands and London had big numbers there and you were, uh, you know, you were just a, a face in the audience, uh, listening and learning. At the Midland, uh, sorry, at the East of England, there may have been about 12 people there that day and you were part of the meeting. You got involved. You you participated and that was very powerful for me. Uh, and uh, actually out of that, I made two or three contacts that led to big things very quickly. You know, I met Terence O'Halloran, with whom I co-authored the book as a result. I met Keith Banfield, with whom I uh, recorded a CD. Uh, And, you know, so it was very powerful that you could, you know, meet people so quickly and join venture off the back of that. So, uh, you know, those three chapters really shaped things. And then from there, I was very lucky because, My job allowed, you know, my job was to travel. I'd go to uh, breakfast meetings all over the UK. So if there was a PSA meeting on, I would go. uh, You know, I would try and build where possible my, which group I was going to uh, around, you know, trying to get to a PSA meeting at the same time. Uh, so I was able to go to the different chapters. Um, I started speaking fairly soon at, at a number of the chapters um, because I sort of built my, my profile very quickly within the PSA. Um, so I got involved very quickly.
0: I think it's interesting you mentioned about Keith Banfield there as well. Keith went to Australia yeah. years ago, as we know. And in fact, that's how you and I started doing a, a double act speaking together. And that's how we ended up doing, authoring the book and Death Game Third and all the rest of it, I suppose. Of
1: course, yeah, because Keith put on that event in Newport Pagnell, uh, which we both spoke. I'm assuming that's what you're referring to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and brought us together, yeah, yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, amazing. So that was all through the PSA. People have often mm-hmm. asked me, how did you and Andy get together? The reality was, you and I spoke on the, the same gig. On behalf of Keith, and that's when we started to talk about why don't we put networking speaking together, and that's yeah. up, and that came first. Yeah, uh, and it's amazing how these set of connections happen, really. So, your journey after that was that you steadily just got more involved, didn't you?
1: Yes, yeah. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> it, I'm not uh, anyone who knows me knows I'm not um, a background shy type of guy. Um, often, to uh, my own cost at times and uh, you know but but i I got involved um, not in terms of committees and so forth, but I was always around uh, always happy to support, always happy to help and and you know, I, 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 more than one chapter I remember going to my first uh, convention and someone from the I, w- I was chatting to someone from the London chapter. Um and someone from the East of England chapter came along, and they both tried to introduce me to the other as one of their members you know was, uh, uh, i I was fairly regular at all of them um uh, and then uh, a few years ago, I got invited onto the board uh and and i spent a year on the board uh where i looked after the chapters and i enjoyed that a lot i got back to traveling around all the chapters again uh went over to ireland and saw the guys over there uh try to help with the there was an attempt to start a new chapter in wales and and i really enjoyed that but my i'd left bre by then uh we were setting up a, a new business that wasn't working and didn't work in the end um, but it was a difficult time and it was a wrong time for me to be on the board But so I had to step down after the year, I just had to focus on my business and getting it um, headed in the right direction but certainly it certainly was a worthwhile year and I, and I enjoyed my time on the board
0: So your speaking career has changed fundamentally from where it was when you were doing the whole BRX stuff and you know the venture you were talking about and people know you now very much as a speaker so you made a, a mental shift didn't you I think in many ways in, in that you concentrated your business in, in slightly different ways didn't you?
1: Yes, um, uh, when I was with B R E, I was you know, and I, I was going through the whole PSA journey, and I was learning about speaking. Um, I, I co-authored my first two books while I was with BRE, including Death Came Third. So I started getting more demand for speaking externally. And um, I, I had someone representing me as a speaker at that stage, someone I'd met at PSA, and she was saying I was too closely associated with micro business through BRE um to to sell me into bigger business, and she started working on me changing my language uh, in terms of what I was writing, what I was saying, so that it would be more appealing to larger organizations uh and the the board sheet newspapers and so forth and she you know really was very helpful with that um and and what you know it got to the point where i'd had enough of doing what I was doing within b r e I was running a franchise by that stage, and that wasn 't what I signed up for so to speak and uh, and i wasn 't enjoying it. Um, so that was the point at which we left and you know I think I made a decision having spent 8 years working with micro businesses with BRE that you know for the new business the real focus had to be corporates and so it sort of moved in towards that ground and away from networking skills and into the strategy side which also came from my BRE experience where I realised a lot of our members knew how to network but many of them didn't know why they were there in the first place
0: and you've developed very much since then, haven't you? I mean, you've been flying all over the place and working with all sorts of organisations. So it's not something that came to you overnight, but undoubtedly, you know, you're becoming more and more successful with it. And, of course, you launched... Uh, uh, obviously, we launched a Death Came 3rd, Mark Two. Yeah. Early in the year. So, we, you know, you went mad and launched two books. So I went mad and launched two <laughs> yeah. this year as well. Yeah. So uh, you launched Recommended, which I think really positioned you very much so in the corporate sector, didn't you?
1: Well, Recommended is is... You know, it's for anyone, uh, which isn't a great marketing strap line for a book when you should niche, but it, it's it's how to sell through networking and referrals. So it, it's as important for anyone starting up a, a new business as for the sales director of a big corporate. Um, it, and, and, you know, I, I even recommend it to people who are looking for a new job because the techniques are the same. I, I teach how to use your network to get a job and the technique is very much the same. Having said that, the fact that it is written in a way that is trying to say to corporates you need a strategy. It's published by the Financial Times Prentice Hall, which gives it an instant stand for credibility. It's been in the business charts in W.H. Smith, which makes it visible, both visible and credible. Um, certainly helps with the corporates. It makes a fantastic business card. You know, and, and I've, um last week I was in Ireland working for a subsidiary of Danske Bank. Uh, and that came from from someone at Danske Bank in Denmark just buying the book on Amazon. Um, and there was no negotiation over fee. Um, and that can lead to a lot more work. So that one day was the equivalent in terms of royalties of selling 3,000 books. You know, and, and so the potential from that is huge. Um, but, yeah, I, I look at... the the people i'm talking to now the organizations i'm working with the organizations i'm talking at in the new year the organizations i'm talking to about working with them in the new year and it's the client list i could only have dreamt of um, uh, you know a couple of years ago and you know when i was with bre people would always look around the room and say it's all one-man bands well you can network your way into corporates as a one-man band but don't expect the buyers to be at every networking event you go to and someone asked me yesterday you know how did this happen because it really has mushroomed in the last year I mean, we've had good growth very good growth over the last two years but in the last six months it, it's you know it, it's simmering to to a verge of the verge of exploding hopefully and we're seeing you know some great stuff uh, in the pipeline and someone asked me yesterday how we got how that's happened And I said, it's all of the conversations, all of the relationships I've built, um, all of the connections I've made over the last two, three, four, five years and more. You know, networking takes time, but it really, you know, I really am living and practicing what I've preached.
0: So if you were to look back on your relationship with the PSA over the last few years, what are the key areas that have really helped? We're running short of time already, of course, because the pair of us are rabbit forever, but... What are the key areas for you that the PSA that actually helped you to get to where you are now?
1: Number one, going around all of the chapters and, and um, getting to learning. First of all, learning. You know, the first uh, or second chapter meeting I went to, we watched a video of Tim Gard, for example. You know, just watching the best and learning from them, both in terms of the video analysis and also at the chapter meeting. Um, number two, getting around those chapters and meeting different people and building the network um, within the PSA. And um, that was very, very valuable for me, because that network has been a tremendous source of support and ideas and feedback and advice and and referrals. Um, and thirdly is masterminding. Um, the mastermind group that I was in originally, that Tracy set up, was a great kickstart. The mastermind group I'm in at the moment with uh, Jeremy Nicholas and Aid Inston and Jeff Ram and John Hatalka and Richard McCann and Amanda Clark, um, uh, has been absolutely superb. I'm desperately thinking, have I forgotten anyone? I don't think I have. No,
0: don't <laughs> worry, I'll send you an email. No, or email. Oh, oh, don't
1: worry, it won't be an email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be something nasty through the post, no doubt. Um, yeah, uh, but that, that's been tremendous help as well, having that support. You know, uh, a lot of people, I know from my time on the board that a lot of people, um, and in my time with BRE, a lot of people sit back and say, what's this network doing for me? It's down, the network is just, that puts into place the facility for you to use it, um, and you have to use it. And I did go through a couple of years after leaving the board where I stepped back from the PSA, which I needed, um, but I always knew it was there for me, and the relationships were still in place, and that was really important.
0: Interesting what you say there, as we're getting to the end of this interview, I guess, because of time. But I think if you've been around the PSA for a few years, you have times where... You step back more, and there are times when you're more involved. But the thing is, is you don't let go of it. It's just a case that sometimes you need a bit of a breather with it, as with all groups, as with all networking, effectively. And it's not to say that that's wrong. It's just where where you are at that point in your life. Well,
1: that's right. I'd spent, I don't know, about four years, five years, travelling around chapters all over the place, on the board. My visibility was very high, and I just felt, uh, A, maybe I was overexposed within the PSA, and, and B, I was tired. And I needed a break and I took a year or so uh, as a break without going to anything Uh, and then eased my way back in. But I was still in touch with people. You know, I still maintained relationships. I just wasn't going to chapter meetings. And I don't go to chapter meetings that much anymore because uh, time, you know, time makes it very difficult. uh, but I still try and go, you know, two or three times a year. I go to the Fellows meetings now that I'm a Fellow, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I came along to conventions, so I still get involved to a different degree.
0: Yeah, I think that's the important thing. And then we're getting to the end. One very quick answer to one short question, which is what's the number one thing you've got from the PSA? Support. That's a good short answer. Thanks for that. I'll leave you to it. We'll speak to you soon. Andy Lepas, thanks very much indeed. Oh, by the way, Andy, if people want to know about you, what's your website address?
1: Uh, Lepasa.co.uk. That's L-O-P-A-T-A.
0: There you go. Andy, thanks very much indeed. Thanks, Peter.